0: another keel-hauled podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got information from Gamescom about Forsaken Shores, as well as new merchant information, a Buildrad adventure coming shortly after curse sales, and some speculation. this week we got patch 1.2.3 and it's actually not really even a patch they went through and did some fixes over on the server side of things, but this is going to be the fourth week of the curse sales campaign that has been extended that last week. The timing has been for the second week to help people who had trouble with the fleet protector of the Ancient Isles commendation to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to get those commendations before the campaign goes away and we have the AI ships left over in the world in their normal kind of post-content drop state that being said this is the last week that you can get the bone crusher ship liveries so make sure that you're out there getting those commendations those doubloons so you can buy those liveries they are going away everything else should be staying so as if you didn't know if you're going to have time to get the commendations ready for the skull equipment don't worry about it because you'll still be able to complete those commendations post curse sales weeks and you'll just be able to have those left over so you can get those at any time it's just going to be a little bit harder because the ships are going to be out in the world for those of you keeping track the kraken is still disabled that's right it has been a month without karen she's been on hiatus has anyone noticed i've noticed i'm definitely still wondering when that's actually going to make it back into the game hopefully hopefully before September 19th. Just a reminder that The Forsaken Shores does have a release date of September 19th. That is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I happened to forget that as I was talking today, so I just want to make sure you got word about that. So this week, we found out a little bit of information thanks to Gamescom. The Insider Xbox stream went off and hopefully, You got an opportunity to get your Huntress figurehead. I hope everyone got that opportunity. I know that for sure there was a couple people who tried and for whatever reason, it didn't quite work out. And I'm really hoping that Rare is able to help them get that Huntress figurehead because the Perfect Dark figurehead is amazing looking. And it's a shame that it was locked to San Diego Comic Con purchasing items on their store that weekend. And this one mixer stream that was going for an hour or so. That being said, we waited quite a while to get through some of the other games before we finally got to see Joni take some time to talk about what's coming with Forsaken Shores. And while it was just a small glimpse, and I'm sure we'll probably be getting more information as we get closer and closer to launch. Because if you don't, you're not realizing this. It's it's less than a month away. We've we've got one Build Rat adventure, and then a week of downtime, and then Curse Sales. And we just we're just barely getting through with or excuse me not curse sales forsaken shores we're just barely getting done with uh, curse sales now in fact it went went a week longer which I'm definitely feeling like three weeks is a good a good time frame two weeks was short for hungry and deep three weeks was good I'm not sure I'm I'm okay with uh, being four weeks deep into the same content. Uh, in fact, this week I actually spent more time doing Athena's runs and I'll kind of get into why in a little bit later, but it's definitely really interesting to kind of take a moment and just appreciate how, how much effort the team at rare is putting into marketing this game because it's post six months past launch. They've been working on new content. This curse sales was the biggest content we've had in a while and forsaken shores is going to be immense it's the the team that's had the longest lead time and there's a lot of stuff coming with it so i don't i don't know why i'm belaboring the point let's just get into it so with forsaken shores we are getting a whole new outpost in fact we're getting more than just an outpost we're getting 14 new islands and this information comes data mined from the crew of thieves team, they went into some sort of patch, pulled out a whole bunch of information, and then shortly after Gamescom's uh, Insider Xbox, they posted an article showing all 14 of the items or islands, uh, big and small. And and just uh, 14 doesn't sound like much, but let me just put this into context. With each sea that we have right now, the Shores of Plenty, the Ancient Isles, and the Wilds, there are 21 to 22 land masses there. Uh, two of those are going to be outposts as always, and typically about three of those are going to be forts, keeps, things of that nature, with 17 islands, islands that you can actually go out and explore. Forsaken Shores is giving us 14 islands, and we know for sure that at least one of those is going to be a new outpost, which would leave us with 13 islands to do missions and quests on, and that is, that's four shy of what we would normally have. And originally, When I heard about Forsaken Shores and they said that the Devil's Shroud was going to kind of part and we were going to have some area revealed, I thought it was going to be a small area. I figured maybe half of one side of the map was going to open up. With 14 new islands, it's going to be a completely whole new area. I'm not even sure that we'll even be able to really understand until we actually see it. And I'm sure there's already a few pioneers out there that might have gotten a chance to see it, but it's, it's going to be probably pretty big. And that's kind of exciting, because we got some more information, thanks to Joe, during this GameComs interview, that, especially with... The Merchant Alliance. A lot of people don't like doing Merchant Alliance. Why? Because it tends to be kind of boring. You're you're going out and you're just trying to catch chickens and not die from snakes and not have pigs die. And, well, that, that doesn't seem very adventurous compared to killing undead hordes of skeletons or digging up treasure or hunting down riddles. So they're going to be adding to this. And the way they're going to be adding to it is by giving NPCs the opportunity to ask you to go out on a quest to deliver precious cargo. And this cargo are going to be some things like rum that are in delicate bottles and I love this because it just screams Pirates of the Caribbean to me, you know, Johnny Depp constantly running around, or I guess Jack Sparrow constantly running around wondering where the rum has gone. So these are going to be very delicate, and you need to be gentle with them. You can't be just bouncing around, hopping like it's Fortnite out there. You got to you gotta pay attention to what you're doing with these rum bottles, because if they break, they're going to depreciate in value. That defeats the whole point of even doing the mission. That being said, it's going to be really hard to get around from skeletons, uh, cannons, other players, as well as volcanic activity, to make sure that these don't break and i'm curious to see how they are introduced to see how you would know if they actually break or not i imagine it must be in some sort of wire cage mesh or something that you would hold on to or maybe even just a crate that sounds like it jingles a lot it's hard to hard to be sure also with this we're going to be getting cloth like really nice cloth that's going to be susceptible to water and if it gets water it's going to get stained just like with any other salt water and to deliver these without them getting wet is going to be tricky uh, especially with storms and with constantly dealing with holes in your hull so you're going to want to make sure that you keep those in a place that's safe and sound that you don't have to worry about it that being said i just want to touch a little bit on how i feel about the brig being set up for these because As it is, the Brigantine only has one lower deck, and while water tends to pool in the center because of the the bow shape that it's in, you're still susceptible to water and carrying silk on a ship that has no safe deck. Uh, I, I mean, technically, yes, if you leave it on the top deck there's less likelihood of they getting water on it because you would actually have to pick up a bucket of water and toss it on there. But at that point, you're still susceptible to rain. So you have to stay away from storms. And it leads me to think that the sloop and the galleon are going to be the two better ships to use for these types of missions because there's a mid-deck with a sloop that you have your table and your captain's cable or table on. So you're going to have a little bit easier place to put stuff securely. The next part is plants. And you have to keep them alive. And the way you keep them alive, is by throwing water on them how we're getting fresh water to keep plants alive i'm just going to let that slide because i'm assuming you're going to have to use salt water uh so apparently sea of thieves is very free of salt i don't know we have crates of sugar that don't dissolve so i'm just going to go with it at this point but basically These plants need to stay alive, so if it is in a storm, keep them outside, let them get some water. Otherwise, you're going to have to get really crafty, and you may want to keep a bucket of water on you at all times. So start getting used to jumping off the front of the ship, grabbing a bucket of water, and trying to get the, the ladder before the ship sails by. Or maybe not, maybe just jump into the water and get some barrels as well, too. You never know. All in all, I think these are good changes, although I still feel like they're beating around the bush. Uh, and what I mean is, is, with every event, there's always chests and skulls that you can turn in. Skeleton forts, good example. There's always a stronghold and a uh, skull and chest. With the new curse sales, we found out that the new curse chests aren't really cursed chests at all. In fact, they're just called skeleton captain skulls and chests. So I'm really kind of hoping that maybe Rare takes a look at this and says, okay what is the equivalent in a merchant mission for a stronghold skull or a stronghold chest and can we implement an item that is like that now i was thinking that the rum the cloth and the plants would be these items that you would get these and then you would take them back and they would be so amazed at you collecting these precious cargo items that they would pay top dollar for them because it would be a lot harder to keep clean or not break or die, and merchants would have buyers looking for these exotic things. So I don't know if this is their solution, because obviously we haven't gotten into Forsaken Shores to understand like whether or not these are going to be high price items. I'm hoping they will. I'm hoping this is their answer to stronghold chests and stronghold uh, skulls. Because they said that it was gonna be an NPC that gives them gives these quests to you, which means they, they should be out in the world somewhere. They shouldn't be sitting at the outposts. So I'm hoping that this is it. I'm hoping that this is this is what they're talking about. I'm hoping that these aren't just the normal day-to-day items that are just a new version of the, the pig, the chickens and the snakes. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I've always did I always did kind of enjoy the merchant missions for just how well they paid out. <music> Next up on today's docket, that pretty much covered most of what was going on with Forsaken Shores and from Gamescom. There is one tweet that we got this week that was kind of interesting coming from Rare. Now, we saw some of the artists outside of the studio, and there was a bunch of owls that had been brought in, and they were all kind of drawing and sketching these owls. Now, typically, if you're in game development, you have to do a lot of real life research when you're planning on designing something or implementing it into the game. Much like with the the ships and the islands, Rare did a lot of research going into this, so seeing them with a bunch of owls and doing sketches is just like any other creative endeavor. They want to get better at that. My question now is, what do owls have to do with Sea of Thieves? That's the interesting question to me. What are some of the things that you could do with an owl. Well, an owl delivers messages, it's a good hunter, makes a really good pet. But who had pets that were owls? Oh, I remember one, Athena, the goddess of war and wisdom. See, Sea of Thieves has relied heavily on Greek mythology for a lot of the stuff that they put in there. And their main flagship, the name of their book coming out in October, Athena's Fortune, is in reference to that Greek goddess. And one of her many symbols was snakes and owls. And she's said to have had an owl as a pet. She's also said to have helped Odysseus with his odyssey. And there was a lot of interesting things that I noticed, that there was some references to Medusa and the Argonauts and helping, I believe it was Jason, have a shield that was so polished that it could see the reflection of Medusa to help him slay her and she actually helped Jason slay Medusa by cutting off her head and I'm starting to think that maybe now that we're going to be seeing some deeper lore introduced into Sea of Thieves that we might start to understand a little bit more why did the pirate lord name his ship Athena's fortune where is that fortune and why did it come from Athena was Athena just the inspiration because he was so good in battle and he was so wise of a pirate to be able to retire at such an age and then find a way to immortalize himself as a ghost I'm pretty sure this is just going to lead. more into pets and microtransactions later on in the game's life. But at this point, I just really think it's kind of cool. The little tie-ins here and there, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with them. Alright, thanks for letting me go on that weird little tangent about Athena. I can't wait to find out more about that. But next up on today's docket, Let's cover what we're going to be doing after Cursed sales, and that's going to be Cursed Cruise. That's right. Now that we've battled these skeletons, we've learned and understood what Wanda was doing with these cursed cannonballs created after the cannon that was stolen somehow from Captain Flameheart's ship. Now we get to finally fight each other with these, and there's going to be some big changes that come to the game. Now, a lot of people have looked at this and just understood that we're going to be getting a flag, and that this flag is the Reaper's Mark, the same in the same icon that I just got tattooed on my arm, which is actually healing up really nicely. It looks amazing. But the Reaper's Mark is just kind of the, the icing on top of this. We're getting an entire HUD change because we have to deal with these cursed cannonballs somehow. Right now, the way our UI is, is set up is... We, we, we don't have any kind of distinction between cannonballs because we've never had anything different so with the cursed cannonballs with this new build Dread adventure expect to see some ui changes coming and i don't know what these look like i haven't seen it i don't understand how we're going to be interacting with these but i do know for a fact that the ui is going to be changing and that we're going to be able to choose what cannonballs we want and they're going to be going into the barrels the way we would normally use any other cannonball. Now, I don't know if there's going to be cannonballs in one barrel that is just standard cannonballs or if we're going to choose which curse cannonballs go in what barrel. It's still kind of up in the air, but for now, just be aware when you get into curse Cruise. And the next Build Rat Adventure, take some time, get familiar with the new UI, go out and hunt down a couple cannonballs and get used to that. Because you'll probably want to be able to interact with these quickly. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, the first day this is out, there's going to be a lot of people out there shooting at other people. And you want to make sure that you're really comfortable with these. So be aware. With the Reaper's Mark, that's kind of an interesting thing. It's also tied into what we got with alliances. Now that we have alliances, we have a way to actually see other ships on the sea once aligned, but we don't know where other ships are that are outside of our alliance. And that's where crews that are very confident in their combative skills are gonna wanna test their mental. And to do that, all they have to do is go up to the flagpole or not the flagpole. Now all they have to go is up to the crow's nest and raise the reaper's mark, and it looks amazing too. It's a red reaper's mark, and credit has to go to Captain J because Captain J. Jay- and this, this was crazy because he actually came up with the idea of using the Reaper's Mark as a bounty system. And, and this was a while ago. This was, this was five months ago. Captain J, or the, the, the Crow's Nest, laid out an entire system on how they would use a Reaper's Mark to identify other players as someone who you would go hunting for. And they've basically done that with the flag system using the AI, uh, the Alliance technology. Now you can raise a flag and identify yourself on the map for everyone. Whoever wants to see it, that you are now a target. Now, whether you choose to be a positive target or a negative target depends on how you like to play the game. I know there's been a lot of praise coming from Rare for Luton Lore, who I've talked about in the past. Frosty Force has done a great job of being out there as a positive influence on the Sea of Thieves, giving away treasure in exchange for trivia, testing people's information, their knowledge about the game, and then seeing how well they do in obstacle courses and combative skills, basically giving everyone the kind of tutorial that you don't always get with this game. So, with that. If you happen to see this, and and I'm and I'm really interested because Tin, Ted Timmons and Chris Marlowe are taking some personal time. Well, not personal time. I'm sure they're probably probably getting paid for this, but they're taking some time to do something very personal for Frosty. And I'm I'm really overwhelmed to even hear that they're doing this because it's amazing because he's worked so hard to try and be a positive influence, and now he's going to be getting something that's very personal in the game. We don't know what it is. But if I had to take a stab, it was suggested that it wasn't going to be anything big like sales. It was going to be something small like a title or at least that size of a thing. So very, very kind of, uh, I don't really know how to even say it, but I think it's going to be a type of Reaper's Mark that is a positive Reaper's Mark because the Reaper's Mark in the... Build rat adventure that we're getting is going to be red. I think this might be a blue one or maybe even a yellow one and I think that it's going to be one that can be put up if you want to give people treasure. If, if you're trying to be positive, if you're trying to rally people around you for something interesting... And that's going to be good. We need to have both sides of that. It can't always just be a way to incite violence, uh, even though this is a great game to to be violent in because it feels so good to be a pirate. That being said, I'm excited to see what's coming. And we don't have very long. We, we just have to wait till the 29th, I believe is what it is. So the Bilge Rat Adventure Curse Cruise is going to happen between the 29th and the 1st. And just like I predicted last week, we are going to be getting the Wailing Barnacle Weapon set. So we're going to have the blue with the encrusted barnacle on the Eye of Reach, the Blunderbuss, the flintlock pistol, and the sword. And it really kind of talks back to me thinking that the mermaid statues was pushed up to compensate for the time needed and that this was supposed to be the second week or the second Buildred Adventure between Cursed Sales and Forsaken Shores. That being said, it doesn't matter when it happens, but I'm definitely noticing that they have a pattern here. It typically goes clothing, and then it goes weapons, and then we'll probably get liveries and equipment later on. I'm not sure if the Forsaken Shores is going to give us the Wailing Barnacle liveries as something that's always in the game, because this is something that has always been through Duke, the Dark Lord. But I'm really hoping that Forsaken Shores gives us liveries and equipment and clothing that are distinct to the Volcanic theme that aren't tied to commendations, or at least if they are, then they're gated to the commendations, but you can buy them with gold instead of doubloons, because I know a lot of pirates lately have been using their doubloons for something else. All right, next up on today's docket, I want to bring up the community, because while I didn't really have an awesome story to tell you guys this week for the Captain's Log, there's been a lot going on with the keelhauled crew community, and I just have to call out some people and let them know that I really appreciate them being with it. Um, so this week, as as always, I always kind of go into iTunes to check for reviews, and the reason I do it is to make sure that I call you guys out for taking the time to actually say what you want about the the show. And I always usually check in on a couple of my other podcast buddies to see how their shows are doing. And I just want to say thank you to the Keelhauled crew because this week I realized that the Keelhauled podcast hit the top 200 in the video games category on iTunes. And I, I never thought that was going to happen. I've always thought that this was a small niche one game podcast that even though I had the best audience, it wasn't going to make much sway in iTunes. I just never thought that was going to be the case. That being said, you guys have helped make me the best Sea of Thieves podcast there could possibly be, and I can't thank you enough for that. So I want to call out some people who've recently made it to Pirate Legend and if you're in Keelhaul Discord and you have hit Pirate Legend recently let me know because I want to make sure that you get some some esteem for that. So Superback CJ from the Player One Podcast I I got to guest on his show last Sunday and it was great. I had a really good time and I ran out of our allotted time to talk about Sea of Thieves but good discussions were had regardless and I had a really good time with that but he after saying that he (laughs) after saying that he had wanted to hold off he wanted to hold off on hitting pirate legend because he didn't he didn't want to lose that experience of grinding through it then joe neat at gamescom goes on to say that a seven-year-old has finally hit pirate legend and that was basically it He, he went and he bought his levels with the doubloons he had plenty of doubloons to be able to boost his character up to pirate legend next thing i know i'm asking if he wants a hand and I jump into crew, and he's just kind of rummaging around in the clothing and equipment box. And I'm like, huh, that's different. I wonder what's going on here. Sure enough, he had purchased Pirate Legend, and he, he decided he wanted to wear his title and some stuff from it. And I, congrats to him. Congrats to Evil Monkey as well for hitting Pirate Legend and K-Cross or Crossco. You guys, you've done such a great job. You've you've been with the community a long time and I love that you guys have finally hit Pirate Legend. I can't wait to go out and do some Athena's Voyages with you uh, from your side of the story. You guys actually get to put down the voyages this time. And I've actually had some pretty good experience doing Athena's Fortunes voyages this week. Uh, I went and joined an alliance with a couple other crews and made quite a bit of gold. Man, so I haven't had really good experience with the uh, the alliances. They always seem to break down shortly after me getting into the game, and I actually got to participate in one that was feeding gold into each other's pockets for a while. And I, I got to say, for the three or four hours that I was playing and working on a, a couple Athena's Fortune voyages, having 60 grand just slid into your pocket while you're sailing around doing your own thing is amazing. I can't recommend that enough. I know a lot of pirates out there love being bloodthirsty and kudos to you for being the guys that that get get it done. Or the girls actually. I'm sorry. The guys or the girls getting it done. Because I need you. (laughs) I need you a lot. But to be able to go around and do my normal routine of an Athena's voyage and then just handsomely be rewarded randomly at any point by other crews just turning in their loot is such a cool feeling it's such a good feeling to, to sit there and be like oh they you know we're working together for the greater good we all want gold and I managed to hit 500k so I'm going to be buying my first ghostly haul sales of the of the ghostly hull deliveries. And I can't wait because uh, I, I need to get another 50,000 or 500,000 so that I can get the, the sales when I hit level seven of Athena's rep. But it's amazing to me just how many pirate legends are now in the community that I'm around. And it's so much fun to see them hit that point and just how excited they are. I'm really happy for them. That being said, I have a first mate's log that I want to call out. And I'm going to say evil monkey once again, because I know he loves it. Here's a story from him. If you have a story, feel free to come on to the Discord. It's an easy app to download. It's a free service. Come in there. Join. You can get crewmates. I've had a lot of people from other communities that want crewmates come to the Discord and immediately find crews to be able to either learn the ropes or just have some fun sailing buddies. So Evil Monkey put in the first mate's log. We had a great time on the seas tonight. Angry Panda and Schlugenda and I found a crew at the end of the voyage that was pretty new to the game. We both had a voyage at the same island and Panda shot over, talked to them, and assured we were nice. He taught them how to join the alliance, told them they would get 50% of our loot. They helped them find a riddle while I stayed on the ship with a little trepidation about them betraying us. Once I started hearing them talk, I knew they were genuine. After getting all the chests on the island, we invited them onto our ship. They exclaimed, There are chests here I've never seen before. We got to the outpost and they kept telling us how thankful they were. They started with 6k but easily ended with 16k. They kept saying, they they just wanted a new jacket but after this they upped it to maybe getting a hat. I told them that this is the environment that we try to enjoy on the seas and that if they want more experiences like this they should join the keelhaul discord. I ended the night by dropping a level 50 gold hoarders on their ship and wish them luck. They were still super thankful. I logged off and sent them a link to the discord. Those links by the way are all in the show notes and I can't thank evil monkey enough for proudly representing the Keelhaul crew. It's been an amazing thing and the fact that this is the 30th episode really speaks volumes to just how good this game is and how much Rare puts into it. All right, pirates. That's going to do it for this episode of Keelhauled. It's a short week. It's a short news cycle. There's not really a whole lot going on, but I did want you guys to know just what we got from Gamescom as well as what's going to be coming up with the new Buildrad Adventures. And I'm curious to know, how much of a PvPer are you? Are you the type that really loves going out there and sinking other ships for plunder? Is that how you get to Pirate Legend your way? Or do you just do it for kicks? If you're not, what are some of the experiences that you've had that have kept you from wanting to be more pvp engaged or maybe you just really love doing treasure chest runs or fighting skeletons let me know i'm really curious there's plenty of ways you can do that feel free to hit me up on twitter that's at c a p t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can also email me at captlogun at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me in game you can always message me my game gamertang is c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n feel free to join the discord as well lots of good pir- pirates in there, just doing their piratey thing, helping each other out. That's gonna do it for this episode and pirates, I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.